0: Strange Ride is brought to you commercial-free through the generous support of our patrons. Visit StrangerideShow.com and click on Donate to help keep the history of the weird on the digital airwaves.
1: Let me take you back to the faraway time of 2018. One of my favorite YouTubers at the time, Ralph the Movie Maker, posted a new video. He always makes videos about strange movies, and this one didn't seem any different. The thumbnail is a picture of an adorable golden retriever with red text above his head proudly displaying the title, Love on a Leash. He even warns me at the beginning of the video that this movie is different, special even. He says, now you have to prepare yourselves for this experience. And thinking I know best, I brushed off his warnings and proceeded to watch his video. I'm not sure that anything could have prepared me for what I had seen. It was so bad, but the video was endlessly entertaining, and I'm still to this day not sure how many times I've re-watched that video. Now cut to the current day. I'm trying to think of something special to do for this podcast for Valentine's Day, and what could be more special than talking about the most special romance movie that was ever made? Having watched Ralph's video so many times, I thought I could handle watching the actual movie. It can't be that bad, can it? Well, Strange Riders, let me tell you that Love on a Leash is one of the best horrible movies you could ever watch, and yet it will drain you and leave you feeling Exhausted and confused. Today I will be teaching you about a movie that everyone should know about but no one should watch. Welcome to Strange Ride, where I tell the smartest man I know the weirdest things I know. My name is Savannah Barrett and I will be your guide today, but you're not the only ones going on this ride. I have uh, Evangeline Olsen with me. Hello. And uh, Neil Sigmund.
2: I am no longer the same after watching the first seven minutes of this film.
1: <laughs> yeah, we granted Neil the specific honor of only watching the first seven minutes of the movie and then not letting him watch anything else about it, so I could tell him about it. <laughs> and then, of course, we have the smartest man I know, Rob C. Thompson of Occult Confessions fame.
0: Now, you can't see this, but in order to prepare for the episode, Savannah has leashed all three of us, uh, so <laughs> yep little special treat for all you there listening at home on valentine's day
1: i mean it is called love on a leash and
2: here we
0: are podcast
1: on so a you leash. love us yeah is yeah. this how you show us your love Savannah? Yeah, it's how I show everything my love is the, By
2: <laughs> the leash is the love language
1: <laughs> and also <laughs>
0: Got all these Baldur's Gate characters leashed no, in No, stop. Room. Don't be there. Mm. I hate
1: that. Stop, please. There is the like a dog collar out. that you can find, like, and you can make one of the characters wear it, and I hate it. Oh, like, I don't do it, but people online always put my favorite character in the dog collar, and I fucking hate it. Stop, you cretins. <laughs> stop but putting starion in the dog collar.
3: I do
0: think it's <laughs> worth noting that Evangeline here did play a, a dog woman in our, our Halloween show who very nearly got leashed.
3: Oh, shoot. Yeah, you're yeah. right. You have but actually been on a leash. I, we didn't. I didn't end up having the leash.
0: You, you did a time or two, but only in rehearsal.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It, it only got to we like the leash this... wasn't my idea. It was your idea,
1: and I talked you out of it because it was a bad idea. And
0: I think this is as good a time as any to talk about this leash. Because, you see, we were looking for something to constrain the werewolf, right? The, the character. And we needed a leash. So I went on the Amazon, and I searched for a leash for people. And what I received from Amazon, this is from a, a, a major corporation, friends, <laughs> yeah. was a product made for man boys. Now...
3: <laughs>
0: yep. say i boys. am uh, i am fully on board with any man who wants to be leashed but i draw the line <laughs> of boys friends i don't see how amazon could conceivably be selling the same leash to both men and boys
1: anyway we so- bought it for a,
0: for a woman for a grown woman is what i'm uh, that's the conclusion go ahead
1: Rob will be taking, well, actually, uh, this is going to be, not a two-parter, but a tag-teamed episode where I will hand the reins over to Rob for a little bit in the middle of the episode.
0: Yeah, this is special. It's our first tag-team episode. <laughs> so, we won't give away what I'm talking oh, about. no,
1: not yet. Not yet. Let me, I guess, get into, well, <laughs> let me get into this episode, I guess, since it's time to start. We're going to pledge it out, man. Oh, my God. I didn't write down my pledge. I solemnly commit myself to, myself to keep, keep my, my hands, arms, arms feet, feet, and legs inside, and inside the vehicle at all, at all times, while times while on this strange ride. ride. <laughs> Neil <Neil's> just <laughs> nodded I vigorously.
2: I will follow the park rules.
0: <laughs> oh, thank you. Good. That's what we need. Just, you just need to rubber stamp it at the end if you don't know the
2: actual
3: Which means you have to be on the leash.
2: <laughs> yeah. you're. Well, we're all leashed. We're good.
3: Yeah. We're Safe. following the rules. This
0: is the, the safest the we've ever been.
2: The color's just a wee bit tighter.
0: <laughs> yeah, we choke up on Neil a little bit.
1: <laughs> I already hate this episode. <laughs> this was my idea to do this episode. Right, now too. your grandma's listening. <laughs> oh my god, okay. What is... Love on a leash about you ask well, dear rider, let me tell you a dog wants to become a human man, but is told by a magical water pond that o- the only way that he'll become a human is if he can get a human woman to fall in love with him. He is then adopted by Lisa, who is fed up with men and swears off dating. The two then form a bond that most movies wouldn't dare replicate, and because their love of the oh and because of their love, the dog turns into a human man, but only at night or when the sun is behind clouds.
3: Yes.
0: I do (laughs) want to clarify that it isn't the whole pond. It's just the corner of the (laughs) pond. So I have taken to calling it a water feature. (laughs) I believe the water feature is the magical part of the pond.
1: Wait, but he calls it water (laughs) pond.
0: I know, but it bubbles only in one corner.
1: (laughs) Okay, but you're right. But I also wouldn't consider the rest of it, a pond, I would consider it a lake. It's a home for ducks. It's really big. For two ducks. We're getting already distracted. The audience has no idea.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's a water (laughs) feature. It is a magical water feature and he's, he's already a dog, but the water feature tells him how to become a person. Yes? Yes. Yes.
1: Hold on. We're going to get into the plot. I'm going to describe the entire plot for you, so you do not have to watch this movie like Rob and I did. Yes. And I went home and watched it again so I could better describe it to you. So I have now seen this movie fully twice.
0: She's (laughs) taken one for the team.
1: I'm sorry, Savannah. (laughs) Thank you. You should be thankful to me. (laughs) (laughs) So before I regale you with the plot of this art piece, I'd like to give you a little bit of the history. Now, it is actually very difficult to find anything about the history of this movie because almost everyone who had anything to do with the movie refuses to talk about it from what i've seen it seems like the only person that's willing to talk about the movie and the making of it is steven kramer glickman the man who voices the dog so ralph the movie maker actually did an interview with him a few years ago um or a few years well that was a few years ago and then a few years after posting his original love on a leash video it's on it's a really really amazing listen so you should definitely check that out and then also check out ralph's movie because or video because he actually has like visuals and stuff from the movie and i think ralph is very funny i just wanted to point out that i recognized steven kramer glickman as soon as i saw his face in that ralph interview because he plays fucking gustavo on big time rush which was a show that i was obsessed with when i was a kid i see Bree's face Bree, we have people in the audience watching us at the moment and Bree's face is like yes I understand. Gustavo yeah. voices this dog. That's insane. Oh,
0: that's insane. <laughs> hey, we're, in a, we're in the big theater today, friends. You may hear a slightly different acoustic experience, but still a pleasant one. We're in the big theater doing the show. Yeah, well, <laughs> it looks all right to me.
1: Yeah, so if you know Big Time Rush, you know Gustavo. Gustav, basically, Big Time Rush is about a boy band, and um, this guy who is named Gustavo is like their manager and like plucks them out of Canada to become like rock stars. Uh, it's, uh, it was a really funny show when I was a kid, at least. <laughs> So it was really interesting to see that this is what Gustavo was up to before Big Time Rush. Stephen Kramer Glickman was working as a doorman slash phone operator at the comedy store on Sunset Boulevard, which is not a store that sells comedy. It is a comedy (laughs) club, which is sort of the same thing. Yeah, it does sell comedy
0: in a way. You pay and you come in. But
1: but you can't just take comedy off the shelf and buy it, which is what the name implies. (laughs) Anyway, there's liars. So he is approached by comedian Ari Shafir. And asked if he would be interested in doing voice work for this animated movie that he wasn't able to work on. Glickman at the time said that he wasn't turning down any roles, so he said he would do it. And a few days later, a woman by the name of Jennifer Ten shows up to his office, where he answers the phone for the comedy store, with two plastic grocery bags, one filled with three cantaloupes, the other filled with homemade wontons, and says... (laughs) this is what I can pay you to do this movie. <laughs> what? <laughs> can you do it? And he says, yep, sounds great. <laughs> and Ooh. proceeds to do the movie.
3: Why? Uh, why,
2: why would you I'm accept? So like, confused. that's a free lunch. Don't get me wrong. I'm down. <laughs> yeah. I'm very food motivated. Much like the dog.
3: <laughs> a whole movie, though? That's how that's, motivated you are?
2: <laughs> that's a little... Uh, you're
3: wasting money. You're, you're wasting money. You, know, like, you can't get good food.
2: I mean, if it, well, you're not really wasting money because she paid for it. Yeah,
1: she made the wontons.
2: And where did she procure said money to make the film?
1: Oh, so, I... Uh, hmm, I don't know if I should say this now or wait. I guess I will say this now. Um, So, she... This is... Now, I couldn't find anything to like validify these comments or whatever. But I believe him supposedly where she got the money to make this film. And I tried looking it up, and I couldn't find a budget, although maybe I didn't look hard enough. But, um, she lives in China. She's from China, and she convinced this church in China that she would make them a movie about God and like it's a Christian ha- church, yes, yeah. And that like Jesus's love saves all and like through Jesus, we can be happy and find love. That is not the movie that she delivered.
0: (laughs) No, not at all. Not even remotely.
1: remotely. It's
0: a magical water feature. That's, That's... (laughs) That's the deity here.
1: And I think she did get in some trouble, but
3: I obviously didn't get in a like arrested trouble or anything. I feel like that's the opposite of what she said she would do though. Like. Almost completely.
1: care well, char- the characters pray quite a few times in the movie. And then they're also like, the one mom is like, swear to God that you will do this. And the yeah. girl is like, no, never. There's
0: references. That's yeah. true. But it's mostly about magical and water features. And there was
1: features. that one shot of Mother Mary yes. statue <laughs> that happened too. So Jesus is there. In the background. Vaguely. In a sense. <laughs>
0: in a very loose He's sense.
1: watching judgingly. <laughs> like, right. right. That is supposedly how she got the movie to make this... the money to make this movie. And... Well, if uh, she
0: made a, like, handshake agreement with them, then there would be no way for them to to file any legal action oh, against well, her.
1: Then that's probably what happened. Yeah. She Because she didn't... she made the, like, handshake agreements with everyone. There were no contracts with this movie whatsoever. So, Glickman is like, yep, yeah, I'll do it. And they apparently record all of his lines for the movie right then and there in the office and then she leaves and he's like oh i guess that was the end of it and he said i ate the cantaloupes (laughs) and that was the end so then he a couple months later he's already like he's auditioned to be shrek in the broadway musical for shrek and um He got the role to do it in the workshops and stuff. So he wasn't the original Shrek on Broadway, but he did like sort of originate the part while they were workshopping it. Um, And he was getting DreamWorks was moving him to New York city and literally five days before he's moving. He hasn't heard from this lady in months. And he only met her that one time where he gave, she gave him cantaloupes and then left after recording some voice lines. And she, he gets a call from her being like, okay, the movie is done, but all the lines are wrong, so I need you to come in and re-record your lines. But also, I have no money, so I can't pay you. And he's like, I'm literally moving across the country. I cannot do this. And she like begs him, and he's like, no, I'm sorry. And then the editor who doesn't have a name because they have made sure that their name cannot be attached to this movie at all also calls him and starts begging him and it's like please please come do this like i'm sorry that we can't pay you but you have to come do this movie (laughs) like you have to come do this voice and so he drives down to redondo beach to record his voice lines over the course of two days this guy is very... Uh, Friendly. <laughs> yeah. Desperate. A nice guy. <laughs> yeah. <He's a> very... <laughs> he seems like a nice mean- guy. Gustavo was not a nice guy on Big Time Rush. He was arguably one of the worst characters, but I still liked... Stuff though, he was a funny kind of mean, but anyway, so he, he is more than just his big time Rush character. I mean, but Apparently, that's all I see he's him also as a dog. Is the big time Rush character because the movie was finished. Besides his lines, he was in a very unique position where he was actually able to see and watch the movie and essentially react in real time as he's recording his lines to the movie, which I believe has something to do with his performance in the movie. What did Stephen Kramer Glickman see when he went to re-record his lines over those two days? Well, Rob, would you like to take over from here Like as an <laughs> appetizer to the plot of the movie?
0: He saw a woman have sex with a dog, Savannah. Yes. In large part.
1: Essentially. However, you don't ever actually see the woman sleep with the dog. Because the dog does become a human at one point. It is
0: heavily... Okay, so let me get into... Yes. Uh, <laughs> let me so explain we, a few Mom plot points. So I did points. not watch
1: a movie together where we watched a woman have sex with a real no. literal dog.
0: No, we'll get to, I'll get to that when that does. But that, <laughs> I just okay. want
1: to make that very clear.
0: I, but it, it's all it's following a cultural standard here that I want to establish. But but let's talk about a little bit about how this um, this movie heavily trades on the fantasy of zoophilia, which is the term of art for bestiality. People prefer zoophilia these days. We may have some zoophiliacs out there listening. I'm being sensitive to your needs, friends.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, I,
0: He's just a dog who's been reincarnated as a man, right?
1: Yes. So uh, I was under the impression when I was watching Ralph's video and like watching the movie that this was a man, much like Beauty and the Beast... <laughs> That was turned into a dog as punishment. However, that is not the case. He was a man in a previous life who was reincarnated into a dog as a punishment, but lived a whole life as a man, died and and was born as a dog, but remembered that he was a human.
0: And so we begin the movie just following a dog who seems to have no relation to anyone but really wants to look at women. Yes. We have a horny dog wandering around fantasizing about banging women.
1: Yes. And he's literally, like, the the first line of the movie is... Where are the ladies at? Right. I'm pretty sure he even goes like, no girls, no fun, man. No girls, no fun. So <laughs> I there's, guess there's so many good quotes in this movie. And we're
0: toggling between images of a golden retriever and images of women in various outfits in the summer heat.
1: And it, birds flying around.
0: Yeah, naturally. <laughs> uh, <so laughs> that music a, or sound. Oh, wait, <laughs> the movie what is, does the
3: birds have to do with it? I don't know. There's no, just Bobby a lot of birds, birds flying around.
0: Uh, birds and the bees. In the sycamore trees, <laughs> oh. so uh, uh, the it, the imagery already is suggesting dog and woman, dog and woman, dog woman, and the audio the voiceover is saying dog sexually attracted to women.
1: Yes, yeah, can't deny this. He even like. It watches this couple make out and he was like I used to be way hotter than that guy she should be like making out with me essentially then we switch like.
0: to our protagonist who has an attractive black friend and her attractive black friend says oh this dog has really loving eyes and gets way up into the dog's face for the second time, teasing us. I don't
1: even think she said loving. It was like hot. Yeah. She was like, I want to. It was a, it was a th- fuck comment you dog. wouldn't make
0: about a dog. <laughs> no. no, you wouldn't meet a dog on the street and say, that dog
1: has sexy eyes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's essentially what yes. she said. Yes. I just can't remember the actual word, but it wasn't loving. It was like sexy. Oh. Then,
0: <laughs> after that, the woman after a series of failed dates and and like terrible experiences with men says to her dog holding his face close to hers that she feels she's just better off with him now the context is important there she's not saying i really love you dog she's saying i don't like men anymore i like you instead
1: Yep. yep
0: yet again teasing the fantasy without it actually happening as a man when, so when the, the, the dog becomes a man, which only happens at night, Savannah so will get into all the details here. Or when here.
1: the clouds are blocking the sun. That's a very important
0: detail. At, at, a, at a climactic moment that, again, is handled very poorly because the climax takes place in this in a montage that involves a two-second clip of the two of them getting married. But immediately before the pair get married, we see her leash him the human man yes. as if she is fantasizing about her human man being a dog and then they get married yeah so the marriage is precipitated visually anyway by her fantasizing about her man as a dog
3: Or oh, she leashes him yes she puts as a, leash a human on him. as a human a oh. chinese woman
0: then prompts her to have wild sex Which she attempts to have with him in order to produce children, apparently. But she attempts to have that with the dog man as a man. He's a man, not a dog, in the car. And then she continues to try to have sex with him out into the woods. (laughs) She wants to have sex outdoors, is what I'm trying to say, with her dog man. So this, I think, is also coded with animalistic activity. But most oddly—no, no, 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 I think I've already got to most odd, but let me just do one more example of how the fantasy of, of uh, zoophilia undergirds this. She's very preoccupied with getting him out of the house during the day. Uh, and in the penultimate scene, she's willing to risk him turning into a dog in front of apparently people she wants a job from— uh, in order to just have him out, right? So she really likes to play at the line of him being dog and being man. There's no good reason why she should want to get him out during the day and risk this happening in front of this employer.
1: No. And yet no. she does it. Yeah, she does. I feel like the last like, moral that the movie tries to tell you is that she was just being selfish and not accepting him for who he was.
0: As a dog man.
1: Yes, and
0: yet that seems to be what she wants all along.
1: Yes, is a dog man, <laughs> but she cries about it a lot, being like, "I don't want you to
3: be a dog during the day." Until
0: she misses her dog man, and yet she wants her man to wear a leash.
3: Uh, he... Why just during the day?
0: That's when he's a dog.
1: That's when he's a dog. That's how the magic when the works. Sun don't is ask out. me.
0: Ask the water feature. <laughs> yeah, so ask we...
1: the water pond.
0: <laughs> Does a cor- it go- a werewolf but it is like a werewolf but it's like reverse the yeah. reverse werewolf according to scholar Joanna Burke and uh, we need to talk then about the fantasy of sex with a dog or an animal of any kind joanna burke says 99% of pornographic depictions of bestiality involve sex between a woman and an animal so i don't think it's any accident that this is the plot of this story in 1972, uh, dog a featured the prostitute Linda Lovelace having sex with a short-haired tan dog named Norman. Lovelace went on to become an international celebrity after she appeared in a little movie called Deep Throat, but both films featured Lovelace performing sex acts under threat of violence. I'm sorry, I need Whoa. to say, trigger warning, this is some scary stuff for just a paragraph though, and then we'll move on to the lighter mythological fantasy stuff, but this is not a fantasy. The most famous instance of this is Linda Lovelace in, in my, from, from what I understand in my research.
1: Like actually sleeping with the dog.
0: And there was more or less a gun to her head. You couldn't see the gun, I don't think. I didn't watch this film, so I can't <laughs> say. I'm sorry I didn't do my full research, but I think you all can forgive me. I think so. But I imagine that her, her uh, pimp essentially was off screen, holding a weapon, telling her you're going to do this. Um, in the so the idea for the non-consensual sex act did not occur to her pimp Chuck Trainer or film producer Robert Wolf out of nowhere. It was actually part of a culture of bestiality operating operating in a kind of sexual underground in the 1970s. Trainer had mused over taking Lovelace to Juarez in Mexico, where women were strapped to a contraption and forced to have sex with donkeys also a frequent visitor to the playboy mansion after her rise to fla- fame, lovelace recalled hugh hefner describing his failed attempts to get a girl and a dog together what this is from linda lovelace herself so there are, I, I i'm not going to dig into this any further i guess i'm just sort of going to leave this with you all because i want to move on to the fantasy of the animal and, and sex but actual animals and sex were a thing in the 70s they were, they were a component of pornographic culture albeit hmm. in a very unhealthy way. I, and, and I suppose we can imagine healthier ways And we remove guns and things. It's still all a little strange. I, I read, the, the reading I did for this was quite bizarre. I read very moralistic articles that um, accused, for example, Tom Jones of, of encouraging cunnilingus with a cat in his song, <laughs> What's New Pussycat? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa. Because he does talk about the pussycat's lips. But come on, come on. That's ridiculous. <laughs> That's not what that song is about. And then I read um, articles that were um, sort of like trying to be this uber woke about it and create space for zoophiles and arguing that there's there's it's it's not necessarily morally questionable or any of this. I mean, the the basic premise against literal and we're going to move away from literal sex with animals in just a moment is that the animal can't consent, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but the implication there is that the uh, i'm just going to try to trace the woke argument <laughs> and it's i'm not this is not liberal democrats are not making this argument this will not be part of the biden campaign <laughs> like if you're trying to just be uber you know sex positive maybe and i am very sex positive
2: but maybe I, I get I do
0: There's get a, a little ski I don't, you. You I, don't,
2: I don't think like the 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 blue hair, pink hair, like wokey person would defend they're not woke enough. So here's the thing, Neil.
0: <laughs> this. It's the implication when the reason that the we we look down on bestiality says these the scholars who discuss this is that we think of the animal as lower than the human. But if we reconceptualized it as uh, that the animal is, that the human is just an animal themselves, then we're not necessarily undertaking, do you see? You have to rethink the whole system. I don't want to follow this through anymore because it's already making me feel weird to to explain it, but do you see the argument, how it's being made? I
1: understand, but also like humans can talk to one another. You can't talk to your dog uh, you Dr. Doolittle uh, could
3: you
2: can talk to your so dog, but the, dog <laughs> the dog just like I like your funny words magic yeah, man
1: exactly you can move <laughs> that.
2: Rex Harrison Doc- could talk with the animals walk yeah. with the animals
1: Dr. Doolittle is the only person allowed to have sex with an animal because he can talk to them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> prohibitions against bold. bestiality are very old testament S- speaking of I mean, that this is why this church was so upset, I imagine. Leviticus and Deuteronomy <laughs> called the act a def- defiling, a confusion, and an affront to the dignity of man. The idea is that the animal lowers, as I'm saying, the status of the human because of its lower status. But the fantasy, which wasn't actually a fantasy for Lovelace or the women in Juarez, it was a literal reality. But we're in this movie, we're not dealing with a literal case of a woman filming a, another woman having sex with a dog. But she's playing, as I think I've amply demonstrated, at the the fantasy of a woman having sex with a dog. The fantasy uh, is something else entirely. Significantly, uh, these acts of bestiality were a marginal part of the pornographic and underground sexual culture of the 70s. They weren't central to it uh the problem of the animals lower status is also a uniquely judeo-christian issue that requires us to view the non-human animal world as inferior but what if the non-human animal world isn't inferior
1: it, that's also like a weird argument because it i, I would argue it's just <laughs> they're just not the same just like humans mix. and animals are not you were the same interspecies
0: we
2: didn't, sex is a thing though we I didn't mean, it does happen we didn't involve we sorry we did not evolve to be attracted to a horse <laughs> well that's all we need to say about that i'm I'm good I'm good we with skip that skip the bookkem the Boeing, we can move the on. Boeing story.
0: In Greco-Roman tradition, it was always possible that the animal you were having sex with might be a god, or perhaps a human transmuted by the gods into an animal shape. So I guess what I'm trying to say is that Judeo-Christianity <laughs> makes the fantasy more taboo, whereas it wasn't always taboo. The okay. fantasy. The reality, I'm with you all, it is weird, and I'm picking on this movie in part because it does trade on this fantasy. Yes. Okay,
1: I guess what I was saying with the inferior thing is like they're they're not saying it's wrong to have sex with animals because it's you shouldn't have sex with something that can't consent. They're saying it will make you worse. Yes. It'll make you seem. It's a confusion. Yeah. Yeah. In a Judeo-Christian context. That feels problematic to me as well. But
0: we would maybe say that the consent issue is still a problem
1: oh i would yeah. say 100 and the fantasy ta- i will stand on that hill okay. you stand on the hill with the zoophiles, and i'll stand over here <laughs> on the hill not with them
0: you are i don't I do not consent to be placed on the hill with the zoophiles, although i'm so glad you're listening let's consider europa and Pasiphae. thinking looking at greek mythology europa was a beautiful ancient queen and zeus fell in love with her He transformed himself into a gorgeous white bull, and Europa, in turn, became enamored of the bull. She climbed up on its back and rode it across the ocean to Crete, where Zeus revealed himself to her as a god, and they sexed and sexed.
1: She rode the bull across the ocean? Rode
0: the bull across the ocean. So it
1: swam? I didn't think that they were particularly good swimmers. It's a god bull. So that, I guess that would make a little bit more sense, but if I became enamored with a bull, I probably wouldn't be like, to the ocean! <laughs>
0: <laughs> but Pasiphae did, and it's good that she did, because he gifted her with a necklace, a javelin, the automaton Talos, oh. and she became the Queen of Crete. And oh. sex. Yes.
1: <laughs> wow. But so, as a bull or as Zeus?
0: It's not really clear. That really depends on who you talk to, but I think riding the bull across the ocean feels like it's telling us something. <laughs> But apparently he revealed himself to her in Crete, so maybe the sex happened then. Maybe it happened along the way. It was like a cruise. I want to say one more time. She was attracted to the bull, though, and that's okay. She was rewarded for it because the bull was actually a god. Mm. Okay. By contrast, Pasiphae had sex with the bull. It didn't go so well for her. King Minos was required to sacrifice a bull to Poseidon, god of the ocean, but one year, the bull he had in mind for sacrifice turned out to be just too beautiful to be sacrificed, and so he sacrificed an uglier bull. And Poseidon (laughs) found out. And Poseidon was like, whoa, you shouldn't give me your ugly bull. So he cursed Minos' wife, Pasiphae, to fall in love with the bull. She had her court inventor Daedalus, famous for creating the the maze of the minotaur, construct a contraption for her to have sex with the bull, and the offspring of that pairing was the minotaur who terrorized Athens by requiring a sacrifice of seven youths and seven maidens each year until Theseus came and killed it.
3: Oh, I did not know that.
0: True story. Daedalus okay. then all goes on to create the wings to escape. He's imprisoned with his son Icarus, and so Daedalus is in a variety of myths. But so,
3: so the Minotaur is not like an actual, just like a mythical creature. It's just, just
0: random. No, it's it was the child of Pasiphae and and a literal bull. So okay, just let me well, say the, one more time.
1: That one's a little interesting though because it's not like she chose to fall in love. She
0: was cursed. Yeah, she, she was, was cursed, cursed she, to fall that's in love with
1: it. Okay. It was
0: a part of her humiliation to have to have sex oh. with the bull. She wanted to have sex with the bull, but it was a literal bull. That's the other thing. So there's two components to this. Two women become attracted to two different bulls with two very different outcomes. One becomes a queen and gets nifty gifts. The other gives birth to a mass murdering monster. <laughs> The difference hinges around, as we're saying, two significant differences between Europa and Pasiphae. Europa, number one, chose to mount the bull because she was attracted to the bull, even though the bull was actually a god. Those are the two points. The bull isn't actually a bull, and she chooses to have sex with the bull. Pasiphae was cursed, by contrast, to desire the bull, who was just a damn bull. And no kind of magical thing at all. Do you see the, the yes. core differences? Yes. Consider for comparison the story of Leta and the swan. There's a long-running debate as to whether Leta was uh, raped by Zeus in the form of a swan or whether she willingly partnered with him. That debate goes through, like, all of the history of, like, Renaissance art. Oh, You'll wow. see Leta sometimes clearly seduced and sexually attracted to the swan, and in other instances it seems more like she's being attacked by the swan. Why is this unclear? Uh, Ovid doesn't imply anything forced, uh, going to literature. Uh, in William but- Butler Yeats' poem, though, he leans harder on her being assaulted. The reason I want to say is that Leda's children, by the coupling, include Castor Pollux, Clytemnestra, and Helen. Helen is the most beautiful woman in the world, but she's also the cause of the great cataclysmic war in Troy that ultimately destroys the city. Helen of Troy is mm-hmm. the reason we have the war in the first place. So is Helen a monster, or is she uh, is she a wonderful, beautiful thing? She's both. See what I mean?
1: Yes. The okay. Sw-
0: the swan is not actually a swan, which is why Leda's children are not literal monsters, but the fact that Helen is the cause of such strife echoes back to the moment of her conception, raising the question of whether it's consensual or not. Is it a blessing of Zeus, or is it a curse of Zeus? Mm. You see, mm-hmm. Helen is beautiful and wonderful, but she's also the source of all this war. Is she a blessing or is she a curse? I think that whether Lita is raped or not comes back to how we parse what Helen is. Oh, but the children are never going to be monsters because the swan isn't really a swan. Mm-hmm. There's two components to have a really clear, cursed situation. The woman must be forced. She's being humiliated and the, the animal must actually be an animal. Interesting. Ultimately, the Greek tendency to confuse the concepts of rape and seduction means there is no final answer here. So (laughs) when we read about rape in Greek culture, sometimes they mean seduce. She was seduced by God. She was raped by Dionysus. She was raped by um, Hermes. Oh. May mean she was seduced.
1: I didn't realize that.
0: I've read that, and it's strange, but it does change the way you read some of ancient Greek myth. Yes. Um, but it could also mean the other, it could go the other way. Yeah. She was seduced by could mean oh. forcibly.
2: Yeah.
0: Anyway, the principle holds the fantasy is permissible, at least as far as the characters are concerned. If the animal is secretly a God and the sex is something the woman chooses. Let me give you another example. Moving forward into Rome, Lucius Sepulius, who we know well now, if you've listened to my occult <laughs> confessions episode, well uh, go listen to Rob's
1: episode. On the, what cult is it? Uh, the cult of ISIS. The cult of ISIS on a cult confessions i am on that episode it was very fun
0: so we're going to see this function in just the exact same way now in his book the metamorphoses also called the golden ass by augustine lucius tells the story of a protagonist he names after himself who's obsessed with magic
1: yes it's self-insert fan fiction (laughs) where he becomes a donkey and wants to have sex with women
0: (laughs) inspired shakespeare in uh, midsummer and apparently pinocchio as well (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> One night, his girlfriend, who is the maidservant to a witch, helps him to secretly watch as the witch coats her body an ointment, transforms into an owl, and flies off. The girlfriend then grabs a box of ointment for Lucius, who similarly rubs himself down, but it turns out that it's the wrong ointment, and he turns into a jackass. This is the inspiration, as I'm saying, for these later stories, but the girlfriend tells him that if he eats roses, he'll become human again. However, he's stolen by dangerous thieves and doesn't have the opportunity to get near a rose bush. after a long series of misadventures. One of the last of these misadventures involves two women in the fantasy of bestiality. Lucius finds himself under the care of a master who teaches him tricks, which is easy because Lucius isn't actually a donkey, but a guy who's been turned into a donkey and speaks perfect Latin. This master brings Lucius to a town where... Wait, a, does
1: the donkey talk?
0: No, but he can understand perfect oh, Latin. Oh, yes. Okay. This master brings Lucius to a town where a witch woman asks for the opportunity to have sex with him. Of course. I'm going to quote at length here.
1: Wait, she asks?
0: The woman asks voluntarily. This is important. Dear, they're fortuned to be amongst the assembly a noble and rich matron that conceived much delight to behold me, and could find no remedy to her passions and disordinate appetite, but continually desired to have her pleasure with me, as Pasiphae had with the bull. I was readily prepared for the purpose, but nothing grieved me so much as to think how I should, with my huge and great legs, embrace so fair a matron, or how I should touch her fine, dainty, and silken skin with my hard hooves, or how it was possible (laughs) to kiss her... Soft, pretty, and ruddy lips, with my monstrous mouth and stony teeth, or how she, she, so young and tender, could be able to receive me. She eft soon's embraced my body round about and had her pleasure with me. When night was passed with much oh. joy and small sleep, the matron went before day by to my keeper to bargain for another night.
1: Oh, oh my God! No. This is so creepy. <laughs> like, no.
0: When Lucius's master finds out how good he was
1: at this. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
0: He wants to show the whole town his donkey's new trick, but he would not suffer the matron to abide such shame by reason of her dignity, and because they could find no other than would endeavor so great a reproach, at length they obtained for money a poor woman, which was condemned to be eaten by wild beasts, with whom I should openly have to do. So, the rich matron can't demonstrate the skill in public because it would be embarrassing. So they get a prisoner, a woman who's been uh, condemned for murder, to do this act, with the donkey in public. Because how cool, says the uh. donkey's master.
3: <laughs> how cool. Oh, so oh so cool. <laughs> the poor
0: woman in question was responsible for killing three people, including her sister-in-law and her husband, but before the punishment could be carried out, Lucius escaped. He was unwilling to involve himself in so tawdry an affair, and he ran to the beach where the goddess Isis herself gave him the means to return to his full humanity. Now let me get back to my theory here. Lucius the donkey will have sex with the rich matron, who is preserved from any public disapprobation. But he will not have sex with a criminal. He's a discerning donkey. (laughs) What's interesting about this episode is the degree to which Lucius the author and Lucius the donkey don't judge the rich matron for her predilection. Aside from comparing her to Pasiphae, the narrative goes to great lengths to keep her from any real consequences of her actions. Consider the conditions I set up in my Greek example for when bestiality as a fantasy is allowed. The animal must not actually be an animal, and the sex must be a blessing rather than a curse. For both the rich matron and the criminal, Lucius the donkey is not actually a donkey, but a man. And so he can be used for good interspecies sex of the consensual kind, but will not allow himself to be used for the bad kind that gives birth to monsters. He Hmm. won't humiliate somebody, you see? Mm -hmm. He'll only do the blessing style sex, and it's okay, because he's actually a (laughs) god. Why does Western culture fantasize about women having sex with animals? What's interesting is that, like Lucius, it can't really get its rocks off without 360 degrees of consent. Mm. Okay. Think about it. Not only must the woman willingly participate, but the non-human animal must have the intellectual capacity to fully appreciate the meaning of the act. Because, again, the animal is not actually an animal. Mm -hmm. In our fantasies, we prefer that it be really a human who knows what's happening. I think we are skeeved out by an animal being an animal. Yeah. It troubles us.
1: I, yeah, sh- <laughs> I would say so. <laughs> yeah.
0: In Shakespeare's Midsummer, Titania is humiliated when she's cursed to fall in love with the donkey man. But since the donkey man is actually a man, the story resolves well for her and for him with no lingering consequences.
1: Yeah, but that's also the case for every single plot point in Midsummer. But also, yeah. um, isn't it just the head of the donkey? Yes, and yeah, Nick yeah, Bottom yeah. only has the head of the donkey. Like, the body is still a human.
0: Shakespeare complicates it a bit, yeah. But oh? it's the same idea. Oh, yes. yeah. Yeah, Sorry. you're right. Because it's not just a full animal.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But Titania gets off, basically. There's no pacifist-style epic punishment for no. her. Um, although she does lose through her humiliation, her contest with Oberon. Uh, and we can talk about the complexities of that, but that's, that's, that's another day. Yeah, that's another <laughs> day. <laughs> The point is, the fantasy of sex with the animal is in the cultural imagination worthy of punishment. But the fantasy of sex as the animal is cool. You can't have sex with an animal. You can have sex as an animal. Do you see the difference?
1: Yes. If you're people. If you're people...
0: I'd argue that sex with a non-human animal in these fantasies is not sex with a non-human animal at all. It is sex between two humans expressing and connecting with the animal aspects of themselves. The Bloodhound Gang saying, You and me, baby, ain't nothing but mammals. Let's do it like they do on the Discovery Channel. And Nine Each Nails went a little bit deeper <laughs> with their lyrics. I want to fuck you like an animal. I oh. want to feel you from the inside. You bring me closer to God. The fantasy of sex with the human transformed into the donkey or the dog is about a connection with and a release of animal impulse, but that connection is also, as in the myths of Europa and Leta, a path to something profound and perhaps even divine. This is the deepest reading of Nine Inch Nails you're ever going to (laughs) get. The non-human animal being closer to nature. Exists unencumbered by human misunderstanding and complexity. The simplicity of the dog or the donkey being closer to an uncorrupted form of nature as God first created them puts these animals literally closer to God. The donkey sees God much easier than we do. As for sex, the passion, the love, and desire captured by these various fantasy couplings between women and animals who aren't actually animals is then the deeper invocation of a state of being closer to the pure state of humanity as animality. Sex in this way is a kind of self-abasement to an animal state that loops back around to divinity. You go so low, you drop into the highest heights. I want to penetrate you, desecrate you, but it only works as a fantasy, not as reality. I want to fuck you like an animal, not as an animal. You bring me closer to God.
3: Savannah, take it away. But in the movie... The dog is actually a dog no, even- hang on hang on hang on we're getting there in a okay. second
1: the
0: <laughs> human is the dog the dog is also the human this is what allows the fantasy and you see the woman like i said at the beginning wanting to have wild sex with him in the car and in the forest that's this gets right back to what i'm trying to describe here the movie's totally playing with the exact fantasy that lucius sapulius first laid out yes all these years ago
3: oh definitely but i was right that originally the dog was just a dog and then the
0: man who died was reincarnated as a dog
3: yes and knew
0: he used to be a man
1: yes okay what is the implication that it's always women though like in it's always the man that gets turned into an animal, and then it's super cool that it has sex with a woman. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I would suggest to you that this has something to say about masculine and feminine nature. I mean, in Lucius Apulius, it's about Lucius needing to connect with the divine feminine as a as a masculine entity. Uh, mm-hmm. and And this, I think, is consistently the story that we're told because, there's a need i mean these stories are written by men Mm -hmm. and so they're considering how their animal nature can be elevated through contact with a woman okay you see what i mean
1: yeah okay
0: we can do the darker reverse of that that women are often associated with more animalistic passions historically we don't think about that today but witches for example were burned because we believed that they were closer to satan they were closer to satan because they couldn't resist temptation mm.
1: yes so, as all women know it's impossible to resist temptation the
0: reason that it's always women is the patriarchy but the reason it's the patriarchy <laughs> is either in a lucius apulius context because lucius is trying to elevate the divine feminine inside of himself through these connections with these women and honoring these women by not humiliating them but still having sex with them in animal form or if we're thinking about the Greek myths, maybe it's an embarrassment of... Not embarrassment, but it's a it's it's the conceptualization of the woman as being weaker and more prone to temptation and hmm. therefore more inclined to kinky sex.
1: <laughs> if that's what you can call it.
0: It's just super hot to have sex with a swan.
1: Uh, okay. S- <gasps> <laughs> okay, well, I guess it's time to actually talk about... The plot of this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, where do I begin? This movie. <laughs> I guess I should. I'll just start at the beginning. <laughs> Why don't I just start there? So I read online that. So sorry. You can either you can choose to stream this movie. I think at the moment only on Tubi. Like we tried to stream it on Amazon and we couldn't, but we bought it.
0: We did. We the bought podcast. the DVD Thank you, version. <laughs> This is our gift to you. (laughs) Happy Valentine's
1: Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Because Jennifer Ten didn't make any actual contracts with any people on the movie, she did have a composer, but she didn't have any contracts or anything like that to prove that she owned the music. So the streaming services were like, do you own this music? She was like, yes. They said, prove it. And she said, I can't. And they said, well, take the music out or there will be no movie. And so the movie, the versions that you watch streaming have no music in them at all, except for this one scene that has David Bowie's China Girl in it.
0: Yes, very odd.
1: And that one was fine.
0: That song, it probably isn't. I'm sure they're violating copyright, but <laughs> that song plays under But Amazon under a, didn't
1: catch that one. <laughs> yeah,
0: it plays under a commercial that uh, the dog has created, and... <laughs> It is a complex moment that Savannah well, about I were talking talk about, about it. Uh, but yeah I it, feel like I
1: need to give more context before you start delving yeah, into that I can tangent get into China as but, well, but um so but I read that in the actual DVD version which is what Rob and I have that the music will play however upon putting the movie on there is no music it's totally in silent. It at all so the first 2 minutes of this movie is no sound at all, but videos of a dog walking around the park and ducks and birds lying around the park that's literally all oh. it is mm-hmm. is and the dog has nobody around him he's just walking and he's just like laying under a dog. table he's laying under a tree he's walking across a bridge it's and like then somebody's
0: it, home movies of their pet <laughs>
1: yes but yeah. with no sound
3: none not a single right, not yeah, even smidge sound of sound not even movies. the sound of like the dog or no there's, the there's bird. No, literally literally sound. no sound
2: there's no park sound oh. when, when I was beginning my viewing of the movie <laughs> I thought I had to turn up the volume on the TV <laughs> <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what the hell is happening? I also said, is this working? Is it and working properly? I was properly? like, yep,
1: this is working <laughs> properly. This is how it goes. Which is also hilarious because Ralph points this out where there's uh, no music. But then you see a composer credit pop up as you're sitting in complete silence, which is the funniest thing ever. <laughs> it's just amazing. Anyway, so then the dog starts talking. And you can hear the echo of the room that the man is recording in. And the microphone hisses. And the microphone hisses, so people can't hear the dog talk. It's all in the dog, like dog's head, essentially. I guess it's like his inner monologue. We
0: find out later, but yes,
1: that is a complicated (laughs) issue in this movie.
0: (laughs) And it's a single moment; it's one off. Like he just suddenly is talking to all these other dogs, but he hasn't done it the rest of the movie. (laughs) Yeah.
1: What? Anyway, so the dog is like, man, I really want to have sex with a woman, Mm -hmm. essentially, and. Uh, he lays down next to the water feature, as Rob calls it. And (laughs) literally, it's just like this, like... For Rock? no reason. No reason. Like he's wandering. And why is he wandering around this park? Oh, and also one of How the best lines, there? too. That I think <laughs> Neil, you might have written yeah, I, down. I
2: I, I, I jotted these all down.
1: <laughs> um, because he's got his best quotes at the beginning of the movie. You see picture, not pictures, videos of um this man petting the dog, and the the dog then says, "Hey, lay off, man. I'm not gay." <laughs> and says it just like that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Although there is an entire gay plot line in the movie, the movie does feel a bit homophobic. I, actually, when you think about think it, I think it is a
1: little homophobic.
0: Which I guess the, probably I think that probably that church in China might be on board with. A
1: little racist, but against Chinese people? No, oh.
0: white people? Black people? Are there black people? The There's main, the, one. the
1: main friend lady. Oh, right.
0: Who, yeah, she's supposed to be sort of like the whore. Yeah, yeah, I, really. I see that. I see that trope is not a good thing. Yes, yes I so
1: well, I mean, we'll get into that in a second. Anyway, the movie, for many reasons, is problematic. Not just the fact that a woman wants to have sex with a dog. So,
0: although that was the most salient point for me,
1: yes, <laughs> I, I mean it's the biggest point in the movie. So, so the dog lays down next to the water. Pond, And he says to the water pond, you laughing at me, water pond? Even though the water pond hasn't talked yet. So I don't know why he said that. <laughs> but he literally, you talking to me, you laughing at me, water pond? And then the water pond starts to bubble. And then there are like clip art sparkle effects that happen. <laughs> and then another voiceover starts where a woman's voice is now going, if you want to become human, you must find a girl. <laughs> and the dog is like girl (laughs) i'm gonna just repeat this movie word for word for you anyway she's like if she only loves you you will become a man and the dog is like oh hell yeah i'm gonna go find a girl and so he like runs around the park for a little bit until he runs into this like section of the park where it's not like it's a beach it's just a grassy park but these people in- including the two main character, well, the main character and her friend are sunbathing in like bathing suits. Mm-hmm. And uh, now this is another fun feature of the movie. The two main women in this movie are color coded. So the black woman who is the best friend, who is the, m- the whore. <laughs> she wears
0: the bikini. She
1: wears the bikini. Whereas the
0: protagonist and- wears the one piece.
1: Yes. And the, the black woman wears all pink. Her name is Paula. Only ever wears pink. And then um Lisa, who is the main character, only ever wears green. And not only that, her entire house is green. <laughs> oh, her no. car is green. Everything in her house is green. Literally. Like, like the walls, even the walls are the green. The walls are green. Her furniture's oh. green. Here's it's a a you said nightmare.
0: The dog's commentary on how green everything is, is that the voiceover artist ad-libbing? Yes. Oh.
1: And the the, woman, the director being like, yes, that's awesome.
0: She liked it, mm-hmm. but she didn't write those lines. I no. could It was just tell. him looking at all this green shit and saying, why is everything always green?
1: Yes. So I will throw this in too, because uh, I feel like it's important to say at the moment um uh, so the actor asked the director who sat with him and apparently told him and every other actor that he has talked to about the movie and like how she directed she would tell the actors exactly how to say their lines she would be like like with the the i'm not gay line he would be like oh relax dude i'm not gay and she'd be like no 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 you have to say it like this i'm not gay And he would have to, and he'd be like, "Okay," and like say it exactly how she said it. And apparently, she would do that for every single line. And then another thing too is that she didn't speak very good English. Um, and she wrote the movie, produced the movie, directed the movie, and in they, English.
0: Not an English movie. In, in English. In English.
1: In English. But she doesn't know English very well, so a lot of the lines feel like broken English. But that's because, like, when the actors would try and, like, correct the grammar a little bit, she would be like, no, 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 say it how it is on the paper. And they would be like, okay. (laughs) So she essentially had full creative control over this movie. I mean, uh, to the point where she was even correcting the actors on exactly how to, like, say their lines.
0: Well, a church in China paid for it. Who's going to check up on her? Uh, Right?
1: Yeah. No, I mean I'm. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I was just saying. I don't know. I just. This is her full creative artistic vision. Yes, is what I'm there's saying. No I guess. No other artists intervening. No. In- <laughs> so she told the actor who was like, "Why is everything green?" And she said, "In China, green it symbolizes being horny."
0: I'm delighted. <gasps>
1: But I googled, what does the color green mean in China? And it was like, purity. Yeah. And (laughs) and I was like, I didn't see the word horny at all. And I was like, okay. Color
0: is a complicated concept in in China.
1: Okay, fair enough. I'm also, I have no right to tell this woman that green doesn't mean horny. So I'm not (laughs) going to say that. But I did think that was a really interesting fact. So, Well, that's
0: why she chose it. I mean, because you could have chosen it for its other associations. Yeah, no,
1: but that is the specific reason she chose to make the main character in nothing but green
0: but the character herself doesn't seem to want sex very badly until she gets with dog man until that point she seems pretty disinterested in any of the men she ends up dating yes and it's her friend who's more inclined to even have sex with a dog he,
1: yes actually so yeah so so the dog's running around sees lisa and her friend paula sitting on a blanket sunbathing and he's like, she is the one. I'm going to get that one to follow up with me.
2: Isn't he like uh, the, the the old helpless act? It always works
0: yeah. on him. <laughs> Yeah. He but, like rubs in the dirt and stuff. Yeah, so There's before the whole montage.
1: But right before that I just wanted to point out with the us uh, saying the Paula character is sort of racist is the Paula character is being like, "Oh my god, look at those men over there. They're so hot. I'm going to go talk to them." And like and then Lisa's all like, "No, no, I'm here." And she's always like and Paula's like, "Oh, you're just such a virgin." Like, "Come on. It's not cool to be a virgin." Right, virgin like, horror complex. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was and that theme continues throughout the entire movie, especially because there's multiple scenes where Paula's like, man, I have sex with, like, five men every day. And, <laughs> and like, it's... And oh, Lisa's geez. all like, oh, no, I couldn't ever. Like, it's the
0: old Hollywood trope that Lisa is a fair-skinned blonde woman, but it's not the old Hollywood trope that her her brunette friend is black. That's, like, a, that's an amendment. We wouldn't didn't have many black actors playing roles like that historically when Hollywood had the virgin whore complex and so many like like the film noir and stuff Mm -hmm. so in a way it's an innovation but not for good
1: (laughs) de-evolution yeah yeah.
0: it's doing nothing good for us
1: so uh lisa then prays to god she goes god please give me a good man and the dog says
3: you don't need a god i'm right here (laughs) as he's sitting behind her this doesn't sound like very uh what the church would like Just just pointing that out. There,
1: apparently, the church did not see all the final movie because the priest was like, "Turn this shit off." (laughs) Anyway, so she leaves and the dog is like i will not let a chick get away <laughs> which is an actual line in the movie and he rubs himself in dirt and then somehow finds her car going to the gas station and stands in front of it and like neil says he goes oh chicks love the helpless act which also stop calling women chicks i fucking hate that shit fuck you Big <laughs> ducks yeah call us ducks <laughs> fuck you <laughs> i fucking hate that but anyway just a small tangent because he calls her chick all the time at the beginning of the movie and i'm like fuck this dog okay not literally
0: This
1: please don't fuck this dog
0: we've already been there
1: whatever you do um so so she falls for the helpless act. She sees a dirty, one of the cutest golden retrievers, which is also like one of the cutest breed of dog ever. Like as if a golden retriever that looks as happy and as cute as this guy wouldn't have been adopted like the second he was born. Anyway, we that's just another- just wandering the park. <laughs> just wandering the park. That's why I assumed that he was a man who was turned into a dog because he's a full grown dog. So he's been living for a dog for at least five years. He's just chilling. it kind of,
3: just chilling. I find it funny that they chose Golden Retriever as Golden Retriever is like you know they call he, people the Golden Retriever and that's usually have... like the pure right.
2: Yeah, no, he doesn't have Golden Retriever energy. This no. is an asshole energy. No, okay, <laughs> yeah. but
3: the human does.
1: They 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 casted the Golden Retriever of humans to play the actual human version of the and dog. Then
0: dyed his hair to match. <laughs>
1: yeah, I think it was a wig, honestly. Really? But I don't even know. But uh, so she takes the dog to her house, and. This is when the musical cues start happening. So
2: it's supposed to be like a montage where like she's showering the dog and the and the footage is sped up really quick. Yes. And you're like what the fuck is going on here? Why is it sped up?
1: Yep, and there's no music playing. But the dog throughout multiple parts in the movie will just start singing randomly. And she apparently told the actor, the voice actor, can you sing this line? And he'd be like, okay. And she's like, just sing it, and I'll have my composer write something underneath of it. Which did not happen. So every time that the dog sings, there was not intended to be music underneath of it. (laughs) And it was just the actor kind of, like, bullshitting. And so...
3: It's so good. I mean, he was only paid like three cantaloupes and yeah, some watermelon.
0: Yeah, the dog does sing at random. He that's sings true.
3: All the time, and
1: one of things like, <laughs> so he gets into her car and he's like, "We're driving in a car. We're gonna go far. Yeah, yeah." <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, that's, that's like what it sounds like.
0: It's so, like songs I make up with my kids, right? As you're just like doing stuff, putting mm-hmm. on a diaper, hanging out in the house. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. The kind, that's the kind of thing.
1: Um, So, yeah, so she washes the dog off, and then she's like, okay, you have to leave, and throws the dog out. And then she goes to work. So now we're not following the dog anymore. We're following the human lady. She's at work. She gets hit on by her creepy boss. She then also gets hit on by her coworker, but seems... She doesn't seem into it, but she says yes to going on a date with him. And then we get a date montage where there, it's complete silence, and it's sped-up footage of them eating at a restaurant. And then she goes home.
0: All the montages are sped-up footage. I mean, we can't, we're can't. we using the word montage because that's literally what it's called. However, there are, like, no montages you've ever seen. They feel like fever dreams. Or they feel like subliminal advertising, almost, because mm. the images flash by so fast.
1: Yes. Oh, and I guess I should say, too, with, like, with the editing, this movie, especially in the very beginning, like, I would say the first 20 minutes, Each scene happens so quickly and is edited away so quickly that, like, you can't even keep track of what's happening. Yeah. Like, because... It's like it's almost impossible to keep track of what's happening because it's like one second they're at the park and then now she's like at the gas station but and she's wearing completely different clothes and you're like where the where is she like what day is this and the lines
2: are also I'm pretty sure they're just stacked on top of each other in between some of these scenes so he'll be like I cut myself shaving I have a house in Sweden <laughs>
3: oh <laughs> yeah, no
2: he would
1: it's so weird and then sometimes they'll even cut off his lines in the middle of a scene and stuff and you can hear the editor like the editing of his line just stop like halt (laughs) and and, um so she goes back home and the dog's sitting there and he's got a wound and he's like and he says i cut myself shaving (laughs) and then he goes it worked when she's letting him into the house so she sticks some tape on his arm which it it doesn't look like bandages and then i think she looks like like masking tape it does and then he like helps her pick out an outfit for her date Mm. Oh, I think I got it backwards that she like goes home. He, the dog helps her pick out clothes and she's like, wow, you're so smart, dog. You can stay here and be my roommate, she says to the dog, which I don't think many people say that to their dogs. No. But uh, <laughs> It's
2: an odd concept. Um, they usually say they're my kids. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. And, also but an no, odd concept. A roommate.
2: But, you know. Way less odd than, you know, Well, you didn't partner. give birth to that dog.
1: Yeah, but it's a little bit different than being like you're my roommate. That's a it's if, if, if somebody yeah.
0: says yes,
2: it's a more accurate
0: reflection of the of the relationship. Mm-hmm. I understand.
1: She goes on the date with the guy, and then she comes back home, and then her mom calls her and is like, "Oh my god, you have a boyfriend now!" And she's like, "No, mom, I don't." And then Paula calls and is like, "Oh my god, I'm sleeping with like five guys!" And, Paul, and Lisa's like, "Oh no, I'm not." And then, <laughs> and then she goes to work again. And uh, now this guy shows up, and he's, like, staring at her creepily through the, like, racks of the clothing department that she works in. And she sees him, and she walks up to him, and she's like, do you need help? And he's like, yes, I need to buy clothes for my wife. And she's like, oh, here. Here's this dress. And he buys it. And then she, some woman who has a Romanian
0: accent? She seems like she may be affecting a Romani presence, yes.
1: Yes. not well, not good.
2: Somehow, yes.
1: And so she's talking with in, fart,
2: with fat fart noises.
0: Yeah,
1: yes, that too. <laughs> talking in this terrible accent, being like, "Oh, that is Frank." Mm, that might not be his name either way uh that one he really likes you and she was like no he has a wife and she was like "No, no 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 he said that as a cover-up but he really likes you Mm -hmm. i'm like cover up for what anyway (laughs) like what (laughs) so then she goes on a date with this guy and because her mom no her mom calls her and is like you should go on a date with two guys or you should be dating two guys at once what and yeah (laughs) and so she goes on the date with this other guy but he brings his mother to the date and then the mother is like if you want to marry my son you need to get your tubes tied first because he already has a kid and he's not allowed to have any more kids so if you want to marry him you need to do that and she was like oh i don't know if i want to do that she goes home
0: <laughs> she's rightfully a little hesitant to
1: yes to I would say ahead. and this was their first date by the way Yeah, it's that a lot. the mother it's is saying this um,
3: so she goes home and- why does she have to get her tubes tied though if he's the, she's the not allowed to have any kid kids. The being no.
0: raised with a special regimen of psychological and physical preparation to become an Uber child. Yeah. But, but why is it on her?
3: Yeah, why is it on her? Because That's... if she's going to be the
1: stepmom, she can't have her own kids because she'd be too busy worrying about her own kids and not the stepkid.
0: So she got to get her tubes tied because she's horny because she wears a lot of green.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Oh, yeah, it's that green. <laughs> mm.
1: Okay, so then she goes home and the dog's pouting because he's like you should be trying to fuck me not these other guys but she can't hear the dog because the dog can't talk (laughs) but we hear the dog say these things so then uh, the first man that she dated shows up at her house and he comes out to her saying i want to marry you and she's like oh okay and then he's like oh no but i don't want to marry you because I am attracted to you I'm not attracted to you and she's like what and he says I'm not attracted to you because I am gay and <laughs> but I want to marry you because my family can't know I'm gay so <laughs> but and so I will marry you I will buy you whatever you want and then I will have you artificially inseminated with my sperm and we will have kids together but I will not touch you don't worry and then you can still have fuck whoever you want like a dog like your dog <laughs> um, and she is like i believe in true love so no i can't do this and she turns him down and then she's crying on the floor and then her boss shows up the people just walk into her house they all the do. time she doesn't lock, she door. Doesn't lock her door yeah. so her boss who is very drunk walks in and then tries to rape her
0: it does yes
1: and oh. the dog saves her
0: mm-hmm. but, but then, then she gets at the mad at the dog because she gets fired he fires her on the way out the door. Yes. And then she's mad that the dog got her fired. I believe. That's how I no, interpreted it. No, no, no.
1: Actually, no. Okay, because I also would have interpreted that way. But I was re-watching it without <laughs> us two yapping. Oh. <laughs> so I was able to actually hear a little bit more. And I say that because I was also yapping. Yes, so we, we talked meant... through the whole movie. <laughs> but... Um, it's the only
0: way we can add a soundtrack.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, she's like... But She names the dog Prince. Oh, which is another amazing, amazing line. So she, when she agrees to let the dog stay as her roommate, she's like, oh, I got to give you a name. And the dog, who cannot talk to her, says, I already have a name. <laughs> and she's like, I'm going to name you Prince. And he goes, I already have a name. It's Alvin
3: Flang. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's so specific.
3: <laughs> of all the names. That, that's, that's unique. That's a, that's, a, that's a
0: human name. <laughs> yeah, that's, I've heard of Alan Flang.
3: Alvin Flang.
0: I've met a few of them.
1: <laughs> I'm Alvin Flang. But he like just like that. Like a character in
0: Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or something. So, but and I guess So, we so wanna... she gets mad at the dog. Why does she get mad at the she dog? You're saying it wasn't because she got because fired.
1: Because she was happy with the dog, and she's like falling asleep on the couch. And then the dog is... Is like this is my chance to flirt with her Oh. and so he goes up and he licks her face which means that the dog is now Actively trying to have sex with her yes. as a dog, mm-hmm. but this was the dog's choice. And then she pushes the dog very meanly away because you know that the dog in real life was just trying to lick her. Like I mean, in the filming process of this, and she pushes the dog. And I was like, "Don't touch that poor golden retriever like poor that." Thing. He's
0: and a professional. <laughs> he's a trained actor.
1: <laughs> anyway, she's like, "Get away! All I, eat you are just like those other men. All I want to do <laughs> is sleep, and even my dog's trying to fuck me." Like she basically what? says that because <laughs> that's
2: the conclusion that. That you draw from a dog that's licking what, your face. Yeah,
1: that's, that is what she says. Other than like she doesn't say "fuck me," but she does say it's the idea. That. And uh, so then the dog leaves, and then she tries to kill herself by like ODing on drugs. Yes, what I forgot kidding?
0: about this yes, moment. Yes, I Fuck, swear to God. What?
1: So she like takes a shit takes ton a of bunch drugs of
0: pills that she and, just has.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: doggy prozac that There's dog so much
1: going on, on. in <laughs> this story yeah oh, and that's another thing too is like th- this all this like drama is interspersed with the dog randomly saying really mean things to the woman but yes. the woman can't hear him right. like he's like why is everything in here green and then he's like <laughs> when he's picking out her outfit for her he's like here this is tacky you'll like this yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shit like that it's so weird so anyway yeah she tries to kill herself she's on the floor dying the dog for whatever reason comes back finds out she's dying lays down in the middle of the street and is like here follow me and has someone like old yeller style follow him to her house and then she goes to the hospital and he's back out on the street and then she comes home and she's like where is my dog even though she's wearing the exact same clothes that she was wearing when she like od'd and they look fine she looks great yeah she looks great
0: for having her stomach pumped
1: so then she runs around in the rain until she finds the dog she somehow manages to find the dog in the park and the dog has an umbrella for her and then they're sitting (laughs) and then they're sitting there and that's when the scene that rob described where she grabs the dog's face and she's like i only ever want to be with you prince i don't need a man and then the the voice actor for the dog goes "Shabang!" (laughs) which i
0: think should happen in all (laughs) movies like this when a transformation occurs (laughs)
1: And the dog no. there's like the magical clip art sparkles again, and the dog is a human. Yes. And she's literally like holding on to this man who and who has no clothes on. He's he is a naked, completely naked. Holding on the man. Um and he she passes out he's like wake up and then he tells her like i i used to be a man in my past life and i was terrible to women so i got turned into a dog this life but i can be your man and i want to be your husband and she's like okay cool and then they go home
3: and <laughs> she they does that she easily dies,
1: and they have sex and it is the creepiest sexy night oh i probably they had. make
0: weird creaking sounds Ooh. it's not oh, just
1: that what? it's so so the dog has like a towel on at this I should say the human. The dog man.
0: Mr. Alan Fang. Alvin (laughs) (laughs) Fang.
1: But when he's a human, he only goes by Prince. Yeah, he's still Prince. Because his
0: past life name was Alvin Fang.
1: Alvin (laughs) (laughs) Fang. So they're laying on the bed and he starts like unbuttoning her clothes and she's like laughing and then also moaning as he's like, oh taking no off her clothes. Oh, she's so horny
0: because of all the green but he's not even
1: like touching her no, but she's like that doesn't moaning as if they're having sex and then it he turns the light off and it pans to like the window and then you hear them both going like literal Sims when they have sex <laughs> going woo <woo-hoo."> <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> a joke
0: but there's also a creaking sound that they make with their mouths. so they go
1: yeah, something yeah, like that too. That. They yeah. did something like that too. But it sounded like Sims when they woohoo, which is how <laughs> Sims have sex. By the
3: way, <laughs> hopefully, The Sims never adds to where you can, you know, have a dog. Wait, is there werewolves? sim Mm -hmm. oh yeah so you can have sex with those guys yeah
1: Yeah. a lot of people like to have sex with the werewolf sims i think they're (laughs) annoying but because they eat all your furniture (laughs) 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 so i don't put werewolves in my game but okay so then she's officially uh, oh so she has sex with the dog man and then she wakes up and it's a dog in her bed and she freaks out and she's like, what the fuck? And then the dog goes back to the water pond. And he's like, what the hell, man? You said I'd be a human. And the water pond becomes a total bitch and is like, no, you're only using her to become a human. You don't actually love her. And then he cut. we cut instantly to it being nighttime again. And he's wearing nothing but a towel. And she's still wearing the same exact clothes. And he's like, so is it the same night? It's not. It's I a different night. It was a flashback, night, but yeah. The, the, it the wasn't pond, a flashback. The water
0: feature I thought was a flashback.
1: No. Oh, but it's not though, because he's wearing he a goes, towel.
0: He's yeah. goes
1: to the water pond and is like, "What the hell, man?" and she's like, You're using her but so then the dog so then they we go around in circles for a little bit where um this is where the movie gets really boring.
0: it's quite tedious
1: because she's like it hasn't
0: been up to this point the plot has kept moving in ways that are bizarre and difficult to follow but now it gets incredibly tedious
1: yes where it's essentially over and over again Lisa and the dog have sex at night then she gets upset when the dog becomes a dog during the day, and then she gets mad at the human the next day because she's like, "Why are you still turning into a dog?" And he's like, "I can't help it." And she's like, "Well, fix it."
0: <laughs> and the mom and the Romani woman. Yeah, are involved, and they get involved and they're trying and to get her paired up with some guy, and they take her to a dance, which is weird. And they
1: pay these three, three men guys to guys like to essentially accost a <laughs> yes. and attack her, and they all start what? like pulling on her from different directions, being like, "No, she like dancing more with me." No, yeah. me, and the mom is all like, "You have to date somebody." And then Lisa finally breaks down and is like, "Okay, I am dating somebody." And they're like, "Oh my god, you have to show me." And they're like, "Can we have br- brunch because I have a plane ticket tomorrow?"
0: <laughs> it's okay, it's just the Romani woman. I'll cancel your reservation and yes. make a new one. and
1: then they go to dinner together. So like everyone's where,
0: personal secretary. So
1: then they go to dinner together, and the mom and the Romani woman are interrogating Prince. And then they all eat at the exact same time. It like cuts to absolute silence and all four actors move the forks to their mouths at the exact same time.
0: Overhead shot of them simultaneous uh, synchronized eating.
1: So then... The dog, the water pond is like, okay, you obviously love her, but you need to help support her because a husband's supposed to support the woman. And the dog is like, I'm a dog. (laughs) I'm like get a job. (laughs) So he finds this dog talent agency that like saw him pick out clothes for her at the beginning of the movie. And they're like, yeah, you're going to be in our commercial. But the woman really doesn't like that. Lisa doesn't like that. But he does it behind her back. And so he's in a commercial where he fights ninjas. To and then, the sound
0: of David Bowie's China Girl.
1: To the sound of David Bowie's China Girl. They fight I mean he, he he is given the cash, money, and then he pays for a dress and then they get in a fight over that and then they decide she that he they he stole love. the money. Yes. And he's like, No, I didn't steal it and then Oh, my God. It's so... How <laughs> oh, long is this movie again? An hour and a half.
0: <laughs> you can feel every minute of it.
3: It mm-hmm. sounds he then... dreadful. I mean, it's
0: interesting the commercial, I because it's written by a Chinese woman because the ninja is Japanese, A ninja is traditionally Japanese, and Japanese people don't like Chinese people, and Chinese people don't like Japanese people, so she is kind of making a joke there. Then China Girl layered over top of it is so bizarre, because oh, yeah. it's a song about... British imperialism in China the David Bowie sort of like commenting on that attitude like the masculine attitude of conquering China I don't know what any of it means I don't think it means anything but it's a bizarre I think that she just wanted to jam in as much China stuff as she could she did because all these characters are Chinese too the manager the the talent scout um
1: her first the the the, one one that's gay
0: yeah um Okay. And the Chinese woman in the who says have wild yes. sex to make okay. Good kids.
1: Okay. Yes. So then she goes to a park in the middle of the day, and this Chinese woman, like, is like, "Can you take a picture of me and my kids?" And she's like, "Yeah, sure." And
0: and then they stand in the way at the bottom of a sliding board while people <laughs> are still trying are to get down, down the sliding down board, it, and they're
1: like hitting the kids who are trying to take a picture with their mom. <laughs> it's so good. It's so fun. It's so funny. God, she's like, "What is your secret for how adorable your kids are?" And then the woman whispers into her ear, and Lisa for a smiles. Long yeah. And then it cuts away and we're like, what the fuck? And then it cuts to the, the her and her dog man at night in the car and they're about to have sex. And then she's like, I want to have kids with you. And he runs away from her because he's like, no, I don't want to have kids. And then she follows him into the woods and proceeds to have, try to have sex with him. And it's like, do you know what this old Chinese woman told me? She said that the secret to good kids is good sex. <laughs> and the dog is like, no, we can't have kids because what if they're like me and you give birth to a dog? <laughs> and she's like oh man. you're so right this is so sad and then the next day she's over it again and she's like prince i want you to come to a work event with me at my boss's house where my boss is going to promote me but he only wants to promote me if you're there for whatever reason <laughs> that's and, weird and so he's and he's like but you know I can't go out in the sun and she's like oh no it's supposed to be cloudy Overcast. tomorrow I it's a cloudy day. so you'll be fine so the thing is though is that so they go to dinner. I mean, they go to the boss's house it was obviously not a cloudy day when they filmed it so they put like a darker Dark filter. filter over it <laughs> to make it look darker so then they're like hanging out by the pool after they eat dinner and then of course the sun comes out and the man turns into a dog and then the woman fall- Lisa falls into the pool and then starts to drown and the dog has to go save her but it's a whole- bizarre
0: moment because he turns into a dog he hides under the table and as if she can do anything about it she lunges for him like she can across jump across the pool, the pool.
1: but falls in the pool. But even
0: if she could lunge at him, what would she do? He's a dog.
1: Right. She can't
0: change that. It's not <laughs> like you can catch him before he becomes a dog.
1: And her boss's son, who is, like, sitting with him at the table, is like, Dad, Prince just turned into a dog. <laughs> a
2: great line.
1: <laughs> And, yeah, so then she starts to drown, and the dog is, like, at her he's like how dare you make me come here i hate you <laughs> like he calls her a pizza face cinder block makes no sense at drowning, all she's drowning she's drowning oh yeah. man she doesn't and, have bad skin i don't know what that means <laughs> Well, because, like, she can't swim or whatever, and I think Cinderblock is, like, she's sinking.
0: Yeah, yeah, well, that makes sense. But the pizza thing, anyway. So the
1: pizza face thing is, like, at the very beginning of the movie, she's supposed to have a lot of acne, and apparently the voice actor even asked the woman about this, too, like, the director, and was like, why does she have so much acne? Like, why didn't you cover it up? And she's like, no, we added that. Because if you don't have sex, people who don't have sex always have a lot of acne.
0: Whoa, she's got one-track mind here. Mm-hmm.
1: Anyhow. <laughs> So then that happens and then the dog is like I don't want to be your boyfriend any- or your husband anymore um, because you'll be happier without me and he runs away and then the water pond is like you're crazy man you you should be with the woman you love because he goes back to the water pond again <laughs> and cause
0: that's worked out so far so
1: then the water pond or he's like you're right water pond I do love Lisa and so he's running back he's like Lisa I love you I'm coming I'm gonna be there I love you so much and then gets fucking hit by a car. The dog dies. What? I'm not even joking. <laughs> the dog, the dies. dog gets ran over by a car and dies. What? <laughs> no.
2: Me That's no, no. It's not the end of the movie. It
1: should be, but it's not over yet.
3: So, <laughs>
2: the denouement.
3: That would be. Oh man. Aristotle
0: said Neil that he preferred a plot that ends tragically, but what he liked better was when a tragic ed- ending was somehow redeemed.
1: And that's exactly what happens in this movie. Go ahead, Savannah. So, <laughs> the dog dies and the woman, Lisa never moves on. <laughs> no. It literally says years later, dot, dot, dot. It doesn't
0: say how many years, it doesn't but say it's how how got to be like 50 years. It's got
1: to be like 50 years because she's like a young, like 20 something year old. And then she's, like, got gray hair, and she's still living in the exact same house with everything exactly the same. But
0: her makeup has hardly been done. She still looks exactly the same, but with a very gray wig and, like, some lines maybe drawn on her face. And she, like,
1: crouches a little bit more and speaks very softly. But there's been
0: very little effort to Benjamin Button her.
1: So she puts her house up for rent, and then... uh, who shows up paula with her f- line of grandchildren paula, that she has also
0: looks exactly the same except now has gray streaks in her hair yes <laughs> instead of pink right
1: um but they're still both wearing pink and green <laughs> but she doesn't have pink in her hair anymore oh because i forgot to mention that paula get really got really mad at lisa for having prince be her boyfriend yeah, and paula like found out please. she got real
0: miffed ran out. We don't know why.
1: Because she wasn't the virgin that she thought she was. Yeah,
0: she lied. She didn't tell her. You had a boyfriend.
1: It was so
3: weird. It's anyway. Because
0: She came to her house to shower in the middle of the night. It was It was it all was, very strange.
3: That was another weird yeah. thing. <laughs> okay. How many anyway? weird <laughs> things are in this thing?
2: Sorry, sorry. <laughs> we got to get this done. I
3: know. i I think
2: I the better question is, how many, many normal like solid <laughs> above board things are in this movie? Not. <laughs> what
3: do do you None.
1: None. No one in this movie acts like a real person whatsoever no no
2: no, no. They, they do act like
0: NPCs is what I said to yes Samantha, like kind of like Sims characters. this yeah. is like
1: a plot of a Sims like a modded Sims game <laughs> where you can have sex with dogs so the old ladies
0: uh, have the scrapbook they would remember the yes. days they look at pictures of prints yeah, which so were like, also uh, all okay. over the walls
1: let's say too that like Paula is apparently looking to rent this house that used to be her best friend's house before she broke up with her best friend and her best friend is still living in there and they apparently haven't seen each other since they broke up and she brings five grandchildren to look at this house anyway that i just we'll wanted disappear to
0: disappear for a very long time so they can look <laughs> at scrapbooks look at the and the have scrapbook. like a sleepover
1: and the and lisa tells paula about everything and they're like oh no and Lisa's like he'll be reincarnated and he'll come back to me and he'll be our age and Paul is like no bitch you're stupid because if he was reincarnated he would be way younger than us because he would be <laughs> like born when we were like 20 right. years old
0: yeah. <clears throat> so he'd be 20 years younger
1: Yeah. and then Lisa's like oh no I didn't think about that and she starts crying and she like takes her house off for rent or whatever and then who walks in the door oh my god it's Prince he was reincarnated into the exact same boat body as when he was a human being. No. And, uh, no.
0: Alvin Fang has returned.
1: Alvin Fang. <laughs> <laughs> and so he's like, but he's young. And he's like, I run a dog training business and I live really well. And I love you And we should get married And she's like yes And then he A light flashes And he magically becomes old yes. So they are now Both They're the both same old. age Yes And then This is
0: so circuitous Now that I think of it Go they ahead get, And then
1: the, there's a scene With no music Because <laughs> there's
0: never been any music Except for a brief 20 second David Bowie clip
1: And the dog singing well, yeah, I
0: don't know if that
3: qualifies So then
1: it's like the camera's spinning around them as they're like under a wedding arch in a wedding outfits getting married. And then the magical confetti comes back and then they're both no longer old and they are young again. Yes. And then it freeze frames and says the end.
0: So to to rephrase here, the magic made him as old as her so that the magic could then make both of them not old anymore, rather than simply not making her old in the first place and leaving him the same age. <sighs>
3: Yes. Right. Yes. Of course. Uh, of course, it did. Makes so pond. much sense.
1: <laughs> the, wa- the, the water
0: feature is not to be trusted with any of this it's magical certainly deity. A deity, but it's not a very bright it's deity. It's a trickster. It's a trickster. That water Are you feature. You
3: laughing at me, water pond? <laughs> Honestly, I'm just yes, most curious all, yes. about the the water feature because you know it that, does, it's uh, the watch, the real watch story. The
1: movie. It it's doesn't the real make protagonist
0: any sense. Is the water feature and the ducks?
1: This that does flash the same two ducks: a white duck and a brown duck swimming next to each other
0: it's a mallard duck a mallard the the mallard would be the male but I believe the white duck symbolizes the white man and the the mallard duck symbolizes (laughs) the female oh but it's a male mallard
1: anyway but yeah that's how the movie ends um so happy ending oh
0: (laughs) so happy
1: when the dog got ran over I thought I was going to die
0: it was really shocking
1: (laughs) it's like out of nowhere too the plot all of a sudden decides it wants to advance itself and then end within five minutes of killing the dog does
2: it just like show the dog crossing the street and cut to black with a car yeah no
1: it's literally like so the dog is running across the street and then you hear a skrrr and then you flash to Lisa who looks horrified and then it flashes to the dog that has like jelly on its head it's all (laughs) made up yeah, that's black oh, dog, so
3: his head. I really love you, honey. And then, d- <laughs> <laughs> at least he didn't call her
0: chick.
3: Oh my god, it's just so good. And uh, so,
1: what's so interesting about the voice actor's portrayal of this is that he's making fun of the movie. because he's the only one who's able to watch the movie and act in it at the same time. And so when you listen to the movie and his lines, it's very clear that he is making fun of this movie, which is part of the reason why it's so entertaining to watch at least the first part. Because once he becomes a human, it gets really boring. But I also do want to say, too, that apparently the main woman and the guy who plays the human version of Prince, because it's not the same guy, it's a completely separate actor, who is very, very muscular and, I swear a to God, retriever. looks like a golden retriever. A little bit. I swear to God, he's, he is the, the golden retriever.
0: Give it away now. What happens with oh, the guy? Oh, sorry,
1: I got distracted. <laughs> they met on this movie. And fell in love and got married and have a kid and have quit the industry and now just live together and our in, in Regular love. Regular
2: people. Hey mom.
1: Wow. Hey dad. Facts.
2: Where did you two meet? Well, it all began with a little dog and a little lady.
1: <laughs> That's, that is love on a leash. If you do want to watch it, I would say stop watching like after the first night of him becoming a dog.
3: You pretty You're much good. got all you need. Yeah, you don't you know? need to watch anything yeah. else. Um, <laughs> I think if I watched this, I would have nightmares. I think I actually would.
0: <laughs> it's a little. It's very strange, and and I tried to make sense of the Chinese ness of it because the it's two. It's a Chinese woman and a Chinese church that funded a movie about two white people. One of whom is a dog, but becomes a white person. And they're surrounded by other Chinese-American characters who are constantly helping them or otherwise intervening in their story. I don't know what any of that means. There's a lot—the theme of China runs throughout the movie.
1: Yeah. And like, yet, she has Chinese art in her house, and then, like, at one point the dog tries to take her to, like, a Chinese museum, yeah. but isn't allowed in because dog he's a can't dog. not
0: get in, yeah. Imagine <laughs> that. But—
1: and that's when he talks to all the other dogs. And then not only that, but we as audience members also hear the other dogs talk. For the
0: first time there's the these other voiceover over actors. For the time and only time in the whole yeah. movie. <laughs>
1: so-
0: who those voiceover actors are, are probably just the people who are standing around at the time. Probably yeah that's so, how we do our podcast I, it's not really saying anything about china it's not really saying anything about anything at all but no it, the accidental messages are all through this it's just a bizarre cultural product
1: it's yeah and that's it, what makes this movie so interesting and entertaining is that like every aspect of it is bad like there isn't necessarily a redeemable quality to it it's just like the perfect storm of bad but it's like it's it's just, it's almost it's a charming sort of bad because you can tell that this woman was very passionate about making this movie i mean like she lied to the fucking church Yeah, to she
0: make wanted it. to get this made yeah because and because of the fantasy it's the fantasy
1: she must maybe i shouldn't say that <laughs> if you have to
2: compare this movie to the room who's coming in first in terms of quality
1: tommy wiseau obviously had more money so camera wise the room wins however I think that the oh I don't know it's hard
0: toss up
3: yeah it is a toss
1: up I would argue that the room is more enjoyable all the way through mm. like I I feel like I have fun watching that movie from start to finish whereas this one once the guy became a human and was more so a human than dog I got
0: and It becomes sometimes very difficult to figure out what the hell is happening. Yes, With the, because the mother it just keeps. Romani woman, we don't know
1: really yeah. what they're
2: doing or why they're
0: doing it. It just keeps, it.
1: and the editing is just so back and forth that you
3: you literally like. I had a headache after watching it's, this movie.
2: It's too confusing mm-hmm. to yeah. understand to even be able. Too bad to be good. The fact or, that
3: you had to watch it twice just says just says enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I did actually pick up more of the actual
1: plot of the second time through, but it it. It is so unbelievably strange that I do almost recommend you watching like the first like half an hour and nothing else.
0: If you or can go get watch, your hands go it.
1: watch Ralph's video on there you it. Go. That's all you need. Ralph covers the best parts of the movie.
0: Check <laughs> out the uh, the trailer for it.
1: Yes, check out the trailer. Uh, the, the golden retriever is the cutest dog I've ever seen. <laughs> and yeah,
0: that's what we have to say about that here on Strange Ride.
1: Thanks for riding along with us.
3: Please watch your step as you exit and remember to take all personal belongings with you. Bag full of homemade wontons. he that wonton. lazy <laughs> that he couldn't just go to the store and get three cantaloupes and buy some wontons? It's not about being lazy. It's That's more he what would do the she's... work for anything. yeah. Yeah. Also, that was what she was offering.
1: She wasn't offering money. She was offering a bag, two bags, <laughs> one with three cantaloupes and the other with wontons. That's Filled al- with wontons. That's
2: almost a threat. Like, if, <laughs> what, what happens if I don't accept the role? <laughs> this woman isn't going to pay me. She has three cantaloupes, some possibly very hot homemade wontons. Gonna What's going to happen? She's going to
0: bludgeon you and then scald you. <laughs>
1: So.
2: Did, you, did you guys hear about the Boeing engineer who got fucked to death by a horse?
3: <laughs> what? <laughs> is,
2: I'm, I'm doing the audio test right now, so this is actually fine. Yeah. I'm just making sure all the mics are good. The,
0: oh,
3: okay. Proceed. was
1: There was a Boeing
2: engineer <laughs> who, making his wealth, decided... Enough is enough. I've I've got my bank. I'm gonna fuck a horse <laughs> twice. <laughs> he survived the first time. This is the second time he fucked the horse and that horse fucked him to death.
0: I mean inevitably, right? <laughs>
2: A yeah. Boeing engineer got fucked
1: to death by a horse. What is it saying? Fuck because me once, shame right, on make you? Make sure you Slott.
2: talk into this guy. Because of J. Schlott, I know that a Boeing engineer got fucked to death by a, by a horse. horse.
1: Isn't it? Fuck me <laughs> once, shame on you. Aquati- fuck me twice, shame on <laughs> Shame me. on the horse. <laughs> fuck me, twice, horse. Shame fuck me horse. twice, shame on the horse. <laughs> okay, if it's bestiality, no. fuck...
2: fuck Get fucked by a horse <laughs> once, shame on me. Mm-hmm. Get fucked by a horse twice, shame on me again. That's how bestiality
0: works. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Oh my god. Alright, oh. here we go. We're Let's already do on this fire. Thing.
0: Yes. Uh, <clears throat> Strange Rot.